0: welcome to the run for god podcast the 5k challenge a 12-week journey from the couch to the 5k finish line and so look at you you runner you can you believe it 23 minutes straight you did it you accomplished that now let's just keep on going hi i'm ted and we're here for week number 10 of the run for god 5k challenge podcast As always, Mitchell and Dean are hanging out with us here. And I'll tell you, Week 10 is a super, super important one. We're going to take a complete break from all kinds of running-related information, no talking about shoes or gear or nutrition or anything like that, to share something that's, well, really far more important for runners and non-runners alike. Don't forget that you should be following along in your book, journaling everything that you've been accomplishing along the way, all the good things, all the bad things. If you still need those materials and T-shirts and all of that, check it out at runforgod.com. If you have your book, you may have read ahead, and so you at least know the title of today's podcast is Moving Past the Question, Steps to Peace with God. Mitchell, the founder of Run for God, and Run for God junkie Dean Thompson here with us. Mitchell, what do we mean by moving past the question?
1: Well, today, Tay, we're talking about our response to the questions that we get about our, our Run for God t-shirts. Yeah, And as you know, um, and we've discussed on this podcast, Run for God is a result of of me having moved outside of my comfort zone years ago. And it's, it's a result of God taking something that had gotten between him and I and using it to draw me and others closer to Him.
0: Yeah, because you, you mentioned that somebody said you need to make sure that running doesn't become an idol to you. And in the very first podcast, you posed the question, "What wonder what it means, what does it look like to give my running to God?
1: Yeah, right. And, and my hope is that people can see a difference in my life and that, that Run for God, the ministry is making the same difference yeah. in the lives of others. You know, the, the T-shirt's a powerful tool. But at some point, we have to move past the T-shirt. You know, we talked last week about the the quote out there that that says, Preach the gospel, and if necessary... um, Use words. Use words. Yeah. So in
0: other words, we need to be good examples to those around us. It doesn't always mean you have to stand on the street corner with a Bible or run down the road with your Bible and smacking people as you pass them, right?
1: There comes a point when we've got to use words, Dean.
2: So how do you know when to use words?
1: Well, you know, many times the Holy Spirit will prompt us and guide us through the words to use. And that can be sometimes the toughest part um, because a lot of those conversations,
0: they seem to be hard to start.
1: Yeah, and it's the re- the reason they're so tough is cuz many times that's when the evil one will attack. That's when the yeah. enemy will attack and he'll do so aggressively. But we have to continue through those tests and and do what Jesus told us to do in Matthew 28, 18 to
2: where it says all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age that's the one
0: so what do we say as we move past the question when somebody says Okay, what's your T-shirt there? Run for What in the world is Run for God? What, what, do, you, what do we say?
1: Well, Ted, we're going we're gonna to walk through today. Um, it's actually our gospel track, which is called The Steps to Peace with God, which is something that Billy Graham actually developed yeah. over 65 years ago. That it was a, a process by which they walked people uh, through the plan of salvation in, in all his crusades. And, and let's, let's start it this way. I want everyone to think of a scenario where someone is in, in front of you and you're going to introduce yourself and describe a member of your family and who they are to you, to the person that you're actually talked to. You know, my, just as an example, mine would go something like this. My name is Mitchell Hollis. Uh, my family member is Holly, and she is my wife.
2: So so what we're asking everyone to do is, is, if you're listening, take a few seconds and think about that person who is in your family. And who's that first person that comes to mind, right?
1: Right. We'll pause for just a second. So say it out loud. Even if, you're, even if you're by yourself right now, if you're driving down the road, if you have your book in front of you, pause the podcast and open up to page 147 and write down your response. We're going to pause for just a second. Now, remember that response. Even if you're not able to write it down, just kind of put that back in your memory right now and remember who that person is and who they are to you.
0: Okay, so I've written down my response, or I have
1: attempted to trap it in my mind, (laughs) I think. Okay, yeah, I got it. Honestly, I do. Now what do they do? Okay, so the next step is to answer the next question in the book, and that question is, in ten words or less, who is God? Again, if you need to, pause the podcast. Think about this question for a few minutes. If not, think about your response out loud. We'll pause for just a few seconds again.
2: Okay, so I'm curious, Ted. Yeah. What was your response to that first question?
1: Well,
0: the first one was I didn't want to cheat, like, uh, or didn't want to copy Mitchell when he said his wife Holly. I didn't want to say my wife Amy. So, first person that popped in my mind was my son Trevor.
2: And he's not the Army Ranger, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he sure is. Mitchell, what are some of the most common responses to the second question that you've heard, which is who is God?
1: Well, typically you hear answers like He's the Creator of the Universe or He's my Savior. He's the guy they talk about in the Bible, or he's my king. He's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all in one. He's my heavenly Father. He's a supreme being. I think you kind of get the idea. Of
0: course, and I'm sure that those who are listening right now has probably heard one or more of those responses. But, Mitchell, what's the purpose of that exercise? Why is it important to to know who someone in our family is, how we identify them, and how do we describe God?
1: Well, the the point of this exercise is to illustrate the idea that you know who God is or, or that you've heard of him. You may know a lot about him, but the question is, do you have a personal relationship with him? That's the
0: most important question in this entire Run for God challenge. We're going to come back here in just a second and dive into that. I'm going to give you a chance to think about that. If you haven't checked out J Radio lately, oh my goodness, you'll never guess what you're missing. Tons of playlists from artists. They're putting together their songs and other people's songs, and they're giving you the opportunity to listen. If you want to run with music and have a great time, check it out. JRadio.com.
2: So we were just talking about that personal relationship with Christ, asking the question, do you have a personal relationship with him? So you said at the beginning that your wife's name was Holly um, and, and that she was your wife. That indicates a personal relationship with her, right?
1: Yeah, that's right, Dean. And I wouldn't describe her any other way. And, and Ted did the same thing with his son, Trevor. I would never introduce Holly as the daughter of her mom and dad and that she graduated high school in in 1996. Gosh,
0: I knew you guys were young.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I only introduced her in a personal way because I have a personal relationship with her. you know, Ted described his son Trevor in a personal way because he also has a personal relationship with him. And I'm sure everyone listening did the same. We don't even have to think about it. But was your answer to the second question like your answer to the first question?
0: I know what you mean. Some of those
1: examples or answers you gave a few minutes ago, not too personal, are they? Yeah, you're right. You know, creator of the universe, the guy in the Bible, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and a supreme being, they're all true and accurate descriptions of who sure. God is, but, but they're just that. They're facts about yeah. who God is. You know, answers like my Savior, my King, my Heavenly Father are, are all personal answers, and they indicate that there's a relationship there. Now, Now, let me say this. Ted and Dean, I'm not saying that if you described God as the creator of the universe that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's not what I'm saying at all, but it's a good place to start the discussion.
2: Yeah, having knowledge of who God is doesn't mean much, does it? It's, it says in James even that the demons believe, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people believe, that if they understand who God is and they do good things, and that's enough, right? We've heard that, right?
1: That's true, but okay, let me illustrate this another way. I love the Georgia Bulldogs. Dean, I I know you don't, but I do. I'm a fan. I know a lot about the players on the team. I know who they're playing each weekend in the fall, and I often wear a Bulldogs uh, T-shirt on game day. But I'm just a person who has knowledge of the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't have a a personal relationship with anybody on that team. And, And just because you have knowledge of who Jesus Christ is doesn't mean that you have a personal relationship with him.
0: Okay, so somebody may ask, why does it matter, Mitchell?
1: Well, Ted, the Bible tells us that God wants us to have um, He wants us to have peace and life abundantly and eternally, and He wants that for us right now. And and that peace and life comes through Jesus Christ. You know, Romans five one says that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, and of course, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
0: And one of my favorite verses is John 10.10, 10, where Jesus said, I have come that they may have life. No, that wasn't right. I have come that they may have what?
1: Abundant
0: life. Life more abundantly.
1: Yeah, and, and the only way we have all of that. Is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. you know that is directly you know people people a lot of times get their information from books nowadays and they talk about the bestsellers and sure. things like that but but that comes from the number one bestselling book of all time of all time and that's the Bible.
0: So let's talk about it how
1: we get there Well you know the first the, the first step to solving any problem, is to realize there is a problem, yeah. and, and our problem as a as a fallen man is our separation from God. You see, God created us in His image to have um, a great to have the great abundant life that He talks about, but He didn't make us robots. You know, we don't automatically do all the things He wants us to do. He gave us a will and a and a freedom of choice, and that often leads us to doing things that don't please God, and that's called sin. And humans have sinned ever since the beginning of time.
2: And a lot of people have have a problem with that word sin. It, it, it's almost it's almost like they try to avoid that word. But uh, and not everyone calls it sin. Isn't that right?
1: Yeah, you know, many people call sin things like doing bad things or things that are wrong, or or maybe they even say it's things that just aren't right. The world may call it different things, and you can call it whatever you like, but it's still sin. Mm. And you can say it's that it's your right, that it's not illegal. Or that everyone else is doing it, or you can even say that I was born that way. And you're right,
0: you were. You sure were. Romans 5:12 says, "Therefore, just as through one man, Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, that's you and that's me, because all have sinned. We can't help it.
1: We were born that way. That's right. I was born that way. You were born that way, and we were all born that way, Ted. I was born a sinner. But that's not what we were created for. And, and that's why no matter how I might justify it, I will never be comfortable or have true peace living in my sin, and neither will you. Uh, sin is what separates us from God. Yeah.
2: yeah, and the Bible makes it really clear in Romans 3.23 where it says, For all have sinned and, run short, and fallen short of the glory of God.
0: It doesn't get any clearer than that.
1: Yeah, and we've all sinned, and you know what the Bible says about that fact. Sure does. The paycheck, the wages of sin,
0: what you get for sin is death.
1: And that's why we can never accept either our own sin or anyone else's. You know, people say all the time, well, you just need to accept it. No, no I don't. I can't uh, because the stakes are too high.
2: Isn't it true that mankind has tried, <laughs> tried a lot of things, starting, I guess, with the, with the, the, the temple, um, to, to, to find ways to reach God some other way?
1: Absolutely. You know, we, we've tried four main things. Uh, we've tried good works. You know, maybe mm-hmm. if I, I do enough, I will earn my way into heaven. We've tried morality. You know, if I'm, I'm just a really good person, surely I'll go to heaven. I haven't killed anybody. We, we've tried religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at church. Every time the doors open, I must be going to heaven. And we've tried philosophy. I know a lot about God. I'm sure to join him one day.
2: You know, what I notice about that is that people are really confident in their defense of each one of those, aren't they?
1: There is, but here's truth. There are a lot of people who do a lot of good things nowadays who are always at church and have tremendous knowledge about who God is, but they may spend eternity separated from God if they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And God knew we would be that way. That's kind of what sin does to us. In Proverbs 14,
0: 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to a man. This has got to be right. This has got to be the way. It feels good. But in the end, it leads to death.
1: Yeah, Ted, I mean, no matter um, how much good works, religion, philosophy, and morality seem like the right path, they're not. And the Bible's clear on that.
2: Yeah, in Isaiah 59, nine two, it says, But your iniquities, and that's, that's clearly sin, have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face to you so that he will not hear.
1: So, so sin is what separates us from God. But there's a bridge, mm-hmm. and there's only one bridge. You know, God sent his son Jesus Christ to come and live on this earth for 33 years. He was born in a manger to a virgin. He was often ridiculed and chastised for what he was teaching. And he faced the very same temptations that we do, but there's a, 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 an incredible thing about Jesus. He had the choice. He could have sinned, but he didn't. And, and he spoke truth his entire life, and he ultimately died a horrific death by being nailed to a cross and left there. Mm. But it didn't end there. You know, a miraculous thing happened three days later. He arose from the dead yeah. because he is God, and, and, and that was God's plan.
0: But it doesn't stop there. We're going to pause here for just a second and let you think about that, but we're going to come back and tell you how you can embrace that, how you can walk across that bridge and how you can gain that same eternal life that Jesus had when he conquered the grave. So God's done it again. He's made it even simpler for us to share our stories. Check out the Big Share app. It'll walk you through how to share your story of what God is doing in and through your life. If you ever wanted to share your faith but didn't feel like you could, the Big Share app. And so we're back, and we're talking about the most important thing in all of this Run for God 5K challenge. Sure, it's important that you're doing the running and you're getting uh, physically fit, you're getting healthy, but most importantly, you're getting fit spiritually. 1 John 2 2 says, he, we're talking about Jesus himself, is the propitiation. That's a big old giant hairy word. It basically just means payment. Jesus himself is the payment for our sins and not for ours only but also for the entire
2: world.
1: You know, it's, it's clear as a bell, Ted. Um, Jesus paid the price for our sins, and he did it on the cross with his blood.
2: Well, I think about the song by Chris Tomlin that comes straight from 2 Corinthians 5.21. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. It says we have the opportunity to become righteous. What does that mean, Mitchell?
1: Well, Righteousness is defined as the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Um, we must be righteous to enter heaven, and there's only one way to do that. It's not through self. It's not self-righteousness. God provided that way through Jesus. First uh, Tim- Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. I love
0: First Peter 3.18. It says, For Christ suffered once for sins, the just, Jesus, for the unjust, me, that he might bring us to God.
2: Yeah, and I love Romans 5.8 that says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He knew it when he died that we were sinners, and he did it anyway.
0: I, let me ask you this question. How many times have you ever gone fishing, and you cleaned the fish before you caught it? You can't do that. You can't do that, can
1: you? <laughs> no. And I mean, just, just listening to these verses of Scripture, you know, the Bible is very clear in that there is only one way. It's not religion. It's not being a, a good person, and it. it's, it's not having a lot of knowledge on the Bible or Jesus. We became righteous in God's eyes, or, or we can become righteous in God's eyes, but we must do it by way of the cross. You know, God has provided us with the only way, but it's an individual choice. I can't make it for you, Ted, and Ted, you can't make it for Dean. Each person has to make the choice for him or herself. Well, let's be real crystal,
0: crystal clear. Mitchell, what is the choice?
1: The choice is to receive Christ. You know, what do you do with a gift that someone gives you? It's not a gift to you until you do what? You accept it. To you accept it. And, and it's our choice to receive Christ. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then then it and it's very possible that He's knocking on the door of your heart right now, yeah. and it's and it's not complicated, you know. Too many times as Christians, we can complicate this process, but it's very simple, you know. Revelations three twenty says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him, and he with me."
2: And, you know, these days we hear a lot of people talk about rights. I have the right to do this or I have the right to do that. But how about this right? John 1.12 says, But as many received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believed in his name.
0: And don't forget Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, it doesn't say you may be. You probably will. You could be. You hope you no,
1: it says you will be
0: saved. Yeah.
1: And not may be saved. Yeah. You will be saved. So so I gotta ask this question, where are you? To the person listening to this podcast, where are you? Are you on the world's team or are you on God's team? You know, I can think back to, to when the Lord knocked on my heart and it was a very uncomfortable feeling. Uh, that's conviction. And you may be feeling an uncomfortable feeling right now. And and rest assured, friend, that is a spiritual battle being fought between your flesh and a holy God.
0: Let's say that right now they're feeling that battle. They're in the thick of that. They feel, they think God is tugging on their heart right now, and they're wondering, what do I do
1: next? How do I receive Christ and and resolve that conflict? Well, there's a few steps, Ted, and and they're simple. Uh, First, like we said earlier, you got to admit that there's a problem. You must admit that you're a sinner. And, and you've got to learn to call sin for what it is yeah. and stop trying to justify it. Give it to God. Second, you've got to be willing to turn from your sin. This is also known as repentance. Repentance means to turn from your sin, not to, to veer away, not to um, stop doing less. It's to turn away from your sin, not just back off. Um, does that mean you'll never sin again? <laughs> no, no. I, I wish, wish. Yeah, uh, really. but that's just not the case. Um, but what it does mean is that you will never be comfortable in your sin again. And that's yeah. that's the big difference. And third, you must believe that Christ died on the cross for you. You know, the Bible tells us over and over again that Christ died just to give us an opportunity to be righteous in his eyes. And all we have to do is believe that.
0: All right, so let's say somebody takes all three of those steps. They, they, they admit they're a sinner, they turn from their sin, they repent, and they believe Christ died on the cross. What's next?
1: Well, pray. Um, and for many people out there, they they may have never prayed in their life. And and there's there's no magical prayer. There's no uh, secret sauce here. And there's there's really no wrong way to do this. All you have to do is talk to God with a sincere heart and ask Him to become Lord of your life. And, and I'm I'm going to do something right now. And if you're out there and and you've never Worded this prayer before. If you know that you don't have a personal relationship with Christ, I'm going to walk you through a prayer. The power is not in the prayer. right? Uh, the, the power is in your decision to, to answer the call of God, to answer that knocking on the door of your heart right now. Um, but you can pray a simple prayer like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I fail you every day and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins and and rose from the dead. Lord, I turn from my sins, and I invite you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. I want to trust and follow you as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Now, I've mm-hmm. got some exciting news. If you just prayed that prayer... Then praise God, because the the Bible gives us some tremendous hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Revelations ten thirteen, it says, "For whoever <laughs> calls upon in the name of the Lord shall be saved."
2: If they prayed that prayer, they are a new creation. That's right. The Bible that, tells that's us. right.
1: Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. The old you that that the devil's going to try to throw up to you every day." is 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 passed away sure all things have become new so right now if you prayed that prayer or something along those lines guess what the slate is wiped clean that's right ted you know it, it doesn't matter if you just prayed that prayer with us right now or you prayed that prayer 50 years ago i challenge you in this one thing go out and share what we just talked about yeah. when someone asks about your t-shirt Yes, tell them. Run for God is a 12-week Bible study that parallels faith and endurance and takes people who have never run before to their first 5K. That's great, but get past that. Move, move quickly onto the question whose team you're on. They've asked the question. All the barriers are gone and, and they've asked for an answer. So give them that answer, but give them a little bit more. Give them what God has done in your life. Be bold and confident and know exactly That that this is exactly what God's called us to do.
2: You know, if you're listening to this and you just prayed that prayer, then we'd like to know about it. We want to send you some free resources and have the opportunity to rejoice with you. Go to runforgod.com forward slash peace with God and choose the yes, I prayed the prayer at the bottom of the page. And we will be so, so
0: excited to hear your story and to hear what you've done. There's definitely no better thing that can happen to anyone than coming to know Jesus Christ. And we hope that's where you are today. I often told students when I was a youth pastor, if you're 99% sure you're saved, you're 100% wrong. Absolutely. You can make sure right now. And then a lot of times what I would do in student ministry is as soon as somebody came and they prayed with me to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, I would walk them over to somebody else and I'd say, hey, tell that person what you just did. It's mm-hmm. so important that you automatically start telling as many people as possible. This is the most important mm-hmm. thing week of the whole uh, 12 weeks. <laughs> Mitchell, time to turn to the running and walking again. What's this week's workout?
1: Well, there again, we're, we're pretty simple now. Uh, you're going to do a five-minute warm-up walk, a five-minute cool-down, and uh, between that warm-up and that cool-down, you're just going to have 27 short minutes of jogging. Uh, there again, if you're walking the program, it's going to be 27 minutes of, of faster walking. Only only three weeks of workouts left ed
0: that's right the 5k is coming up i hope you've gotten signed up for one if not check out runforgod.com you can see what the next one is or any of those races in your area there are 5k races all the time make sure you get your curriculum runforgod.com you can get the book and follow through there there's a place in your book where you can write down your story of how you accepted christ as your savior today or whenever it was that you did that Get the T-shirt so that way people will start asking you about your faith and you'll be able to share that. Or they'll start asking you about the T-shirt and then you can share your faith with them. A couple more weeks to go and you'll be there. Congratulations. We're so proud of you.
2: You've been listening to the Run for God podcast. To find out more, visit runforgod.com.